from the National Association of Evangelicals, welcome to today's conversation. Our topic, what's going on in Asian American Christianity. Host Leith Anderson, NAE president, talks with Daniel Lee, director of the Asian American Center at Fuller Theological Seminary. Today's conversation is brought to you by Fuller's Center for Asian American Theology and Ministry. Learn from leaders like Dr. Daniel Lee and be equipped with a contextualized gospel that enables you to more wisely and fruitfully lead as an Asian American or in Asian American contexts. Learn more at fuller.edu slash AAC. And now, let's join in. I'm Leith Anderson, president of NAE, here with Daniel Lee. Daniel is the director of the Asian American Center and assistant professor of theology and Asian American ministry at Fuller Theological Seminary. Ordained in the Korean Presbyterian Church abroad, he has served in pastoral roles in both New Jersey and Southern California. He was previously a chaplain and for several years a field staff member for the Campus Outreach Servants Ministry in Virginia. Daniel is author of the book, Double Particularity, Karl Barth, contextuality, and Asian American theology, as well as several articles. He holds a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Virginia, a Master of Divinity from Princeton Theological Seminary, and a Master of Theology and PhD from Fuller. So thank you for joining with us today, Daniel. It is a pleasure to be here. All right, so let's, uh, before we get into the overall topic of uh, Asian American Christianity. Let's just start out with talking about Asian American and help us understand if it's even possible to meaningfully talk about Asian Americans, considering that Asia has two thirds of the world's population, so many countries, and a broad array of cultures. So, what are we talking about? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, well, I think yes and no in terms of being able to speak meaningfully about Asian Americans. Um, you can talk about Asian American identity in two different ways. The first way of talking about it is that Asian American just means kind of a catch-all umbrella term for all the different ethnic heritages. So even though I'm Korean American and my friend might be Vietnamese American, in some sense we say, oh, we're all Asian American. But that comes about because we have this racial political category. That's the second way of talking about Asian American, that you might say somebody's white or black or Hispanic or Asian. In that sense, Asian American, we're talking about kind of a pan-ethnic or pan-ethnicity. Um, this is kind of like the process of how people are racialized in America. You can talk about how Nigerian or Jamaican immigrants come and realize they're black. So in that sense, people, you know, might immigrate over, I mean, you know, like 100 years later or whatever from Asia and realize, oh, they've they become Asian American, even though they might not see themselves that way. And I think later on, people who are aware of the, the, the racial dynamics, they know that being Asian American has a particular, once again, racial and social uh, import. Uh, and that, that can be true even though people don't share skin color. Um, you know, racial categories are really about phenotypes in terms of what people look like. But when you look, when you look at uh, how we understand Hispanic identity, I mean, you know, uh, that Hispanic uh, demographic, they don't necessarily share one particular skin color, nor do they, nor do they, do they even share kind of same language, right? And if you have yeah, Brazilians, would say they speak Portuguese. So uh, uh, that's basically kind of like what we're talking about. 
uh, in terms of being able to talk about Asian American identity, just this kind of uh, two different ways. Um, yeah. All right. So let's bring this over into uh, Christian faith. So what does it mean for you uh, as a theologian uh, to be Asian American and Christian? And and how does your culture affect the way you understand God and practice faith? Yeah, in terms of kind of what it means to be Asian American Christian, uh, I, I think we can think about it in kind of uh, in, in multiple kind of layers. You can talk about, you can think about kind of a cultural heritage aspects of it, um, or you can think about the migration experience of it. You know, Asian Americans have been here for 150 years, so what does that really mean for recent immigrants as for as, as or for other people who've been here for a long time? Uh, there are also aspects of how Western heritage and colonization and missionary experiences have impacted um, Asian and uh, and through that Asian American Christianity and also racial experience of Asian Americans. So all those things, all those four different aspects of it impact uh, how Asian American identity impacts faith. Now, when we talk about culture, I think it's important to realize that, you know, um, uh, that Indian Americans, for example, I mean, they... Uh, uh, their heritage is uh, in their Christianity, especially in the Martima Church. I mean, their Christianity goes before even how, uh, you know, when Christianity took root in Europe. So uh, their cultural heritage and their identity is so closely linked to uh, Christianity. So that's kind of a unique case of how even as Asian American, um, uh, culture and faith can actually look very different. It's a lot of other Asian Americans. I think the cultural heritage bit of it ends up being complicated because their their heritage um, are religious and cultural heritage that, that kind of lingers around isn't isn't Christian, right? So it might be uh, lingering cultural versions of Buddhism or Confucianism or or Taoism that kind of uh, that's in their lives, but it's something that they can't even express, and that that gets carried on through family systems. And then how do you make sense of that? Uh, with their faith, and that becomes a, a point of uh, of conflict and and I think uh, a challenge for a lot of Asian Americans. And that's that you know when you think about how uh, European kind of pagan culture has been uh, theologically and spiritually reappropriated. Like when you think about the Christmas tree, and that's not necessarily. Christian, but it's it's become kind of reappropriated in that way for us to, in a way, theologically for for us to enjoy, and that takes that's talking about a long, I mean, you know, like centuries of kind of interacting with the culture, and that hasn't really happened for a lot of Asian Americans in dealing with their culture. I think it's part of the challenge. There are those who say that. The United States is the most diverse country in the world, and with that comes just so many issues on how to address topics and how to relate to people. So talk to us about why cultural identity is important uh, for all Christians to consider, and then how does that relate to how diversity is important? How do these things connect? I mean, cultural, racial, family lineage, all that's important for us. It's important because we want to bring all of ourselves to God, for us to know ourselves and to offer all of ourselves to God, all of ourselves to be reconciled 
with, with the gospel, all of ourselves to be transformed by the gospel, and all of who we are to be, to be taken up uh, for kingdom work. And for that to happen, we, we, we need to kind of know ourselves to be able to do that. Now, if we don't know our, if we don't know who we are, I think what ends up happening a lot of times is that we assume that these things are just uh, normative. These, these things are just kind of, uh, they're not something that's actually things that impact our faith. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned in, in missional theology is that, uh, you know, missional theology is really about knowing the fact that we're actually in a context. You know, we, uh, Leslie Newbigin and other people, they actually realize that all the missing logical tools we learned from all the overseas missions applies to America. The fact that we are in a context and these things can actually enhance or distort our faith. So in that way, if we don't know our context, then we can be totally captive to our context as well. So in that sense, just for the sake of understanding what the gospel is and to make sure that we're not being co-opted by cultural context and cultural influences, it's important to know our cultural identity. And of course, in another way, knowing ourselves actually helps us to see our neighbors as well. So I think that's important. Uh, and in that sense, I think cultural identity and, and, and knowledge and aptitude is important. Yeah, well, it seems like we do a whole lot better at talking about contextualization when we're talking about places a long ways away than we do when it's close to home, and we're reluctant to do that. In, in terms of uh, theology, and I know that generalizations are really dangerous here, but it kind of seems that many Asian American Christians are sort of drawn to Reformed traditions, and at least many churches that I'm aware of that. Uh, that are in one reform connection or another. So first of all, is that true? Is that right? And if so, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think there definitely, you know, um, I think reform tradition does re resonate with, with some Asian Americans. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everybody because it's not really true. I mean, there's a great diversity of Asian Americans, but uh, for some East Asians, for others, I think the cultural reasons, it resonates closely with Confucian heritage. You know, Confucianism has, Neo-Confucianism kind of connects with uh, and resonates with kind of, uh, neo-reform traditions um, in the sense that it's kind of it's kind of textual. It's it has uh, it's kind of has this kind of intellectualism. It's got a hierarchy. So uh, some of that connects. There are others. Um, I think um, that kind of resonate with reform traditions because it gives them structure. And I think it's once again part of kind of a, a, a moralism or kind of a legalism that kind of comes with Asian moral traditions. And as you know, <laughs> some reform traditions, even though it talks about the gospel of grace, can actually have a great weakness towards its own sense of legalism as well. If you talk to some Lutherans, they'll they'll point that out to you very quickly and say, "Well, the reform tradition preaches justification by faith, but it doesn't really live it out." Uh, for others like me who are drawn to the whole tradition, it's really it's really the radical grace that I found that I that really resonates with me that that I didn't really find in in some of the some of my uh, kind of Asian part of my upbringing that I really was drawn to, and I think that's all those different aspects of it is actually what I think what uh, resonates with Asian Americans who are who are in the Reform tradition. Right, on the practical side of it, let's talk about congregations that meet on a weekend and have worship services. 
Um, how do you see the comparison, the, the differences, uh, again, sort of generalization, but between predominantly Asian American churches and predominantly white churches in the United States? Um, I mean, for recent immigrant churches, I think there's obviously great differences. You know, they might kind of bring their, they might be connected to their churches, you know, churches from their countries of origin or whatnot. But for a lot of Asian American churches, you might not superficially see a lot of difference. They might sing the same song. They might, you know, have pretty much the same kind of um, liturgy. Um, whether it's high church or low church, uh, they might have, you know, similar kind of references and sermons. It's really what's below the surface. There are subtle things that really make a big difference, I think. Um, I mean, this is kind of a stereotype, but I think the kind of family-like communalism that's there, uh, my friends and I, we kind of joke around about, you know, when here's an Asian-American going to a predominantly white church and I guess this church had bring your own meat events like barbecue. And he just thought that was the most bizarre thing in the world. Bring your own meat. How, I mean, I think in any Asian context, I've, I've actually never heard of something like that. So we would kind of laugh about that. The kind of, kind of individualism that's there in, in some, some white churches in a sense. But once again, it's, um, it, we talk about the communalism that's there and the family likeness in a lot of Asian American churches. And, uh, like anything else, that can be that can be good and bad. It can be family-like in terms of kind of having deeper relationships. It can also be it can be bad, or it can be toxic in terms of kind of having other complications of of uh, dysfunction of family dynamics. So uh, that's one of the things. I, just what's below the surface and all different dimensions of what that looks like. Well, I'm with your friend on that, so I'm I don't like this idea of bringing your own meeting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some of the uh, diversity within Asian American churches themselves. And, you, you know, you were mentioned about Hispanics and um, Brazilians speak Portuguese and other parts of Latin America speak Spanish. So clearly someone whose mother tongue is Portuguese is more likely to go to a church where the language uh, reflects that heritage that they come from. So um, how do you describe or can, can you even categorize the different expressions of Asian American congregations? And then do most Asian American Christians, uh, if you know, do, do they attend churches that are mostly one ethnicity or are they kind of pan-Asian or are they more multicultural? Well, what's happening here? Well, um, they're, they're, I mean, in terms of immigrant churches, obviously they're, that, that, um, that's they're more connected to it. Uh, language, you know, we uh, and um, and ethnic heritage in a sense. Although you'll see, you'll see, for example, a lot of Chinese American, uh, Chinese churches, Chinese immigrant churches. A lot of them will have Mandarin service and Cantonese service, uh, or sometimes they'll be translated back and forth. So even in most uh, Chinese immigrant churches, you'll find you'll find uh, multilingual, multi ethnic and multicultural, right? Because we don't think about ethnicity being different in Asia, but like in China, they have different ethnic groups. And of course, India does too. So we don't think about it like that, but that's actually true. So um, yeah, you, you'll find ethnic churches or immigrant churches in that way. You have, uh, you'll have, um, uh, when it gets to later generations, um, you'll have uh, uh, English ministries within those churches, or you'll have independent ethnic churches. 
I think a lot of those things don't really stay ethnic. If if they become you know more assimilated or Americanized or acculturated, and they they they're not really sticking to a particular language, and then it it moves pretty quickly from there on to become some pan-ethnic or in terms of kind of pan-Asian. And then from there on, they might even move to become multi-ethnic. And the question of multi-ethnicity, I think, is, is, is not just, you know, are Asian Americans kind of sticking by themselves? They might not want to. It's just a matter of do other, do other Americans see Asian Americans um, as their as a pastor, so I think that that becomes kind of an issue. But in terms of diversity, you know, I always think about diversity, Asian American diversity, at least in terms of ethnicity, East Asian, Southeast Asian, and South Asian. It's kind of a quick way to kind of see diversity of Asian Americans, so that you cover all the bases. East Asian, a lot of people when when they talk about Asian American, they think about East Asian only, but that's actually not true, right? So if you think about Korean, Japanese, Chinese. Taiwanese, that's East Asian. But if you if you want to you want you want to make sure you you uh, include Southeast Asians, which include Cambodian, Vietnamese, um, Thai, Indonesian, uh, Filipino as well. And then you want to cover South Asian in terms of uh, Indian and and, and um, Sri Lankan and, and other groups like that. So you, uh, which is actually a significant significant part of the population uh, in the U.S. So uh, there's ethnic diversity, and then theologically, you'll you'll have a wide gamut. You'll have Reformed people, you'll have Baptists, you'll have, um, you know, you'll have Pentecostal. So just in the same way, you, you'll you have you'll have a great diversity. Um, what I think uh, some of the um, parachurch movements have really made a big impact in Asian American communities, and that's uh, parachurches like InterVarsity has had a great impact, and I think it's that's why I think you'll see some um, some kind of coalescing of spirituality that happens for a lot of Asian Americans. But that's kind of that's that's some of the ways that I kind of categorize in my mind um, the different Asian American um, like churches. All right, that's really that's very helpful. So, what what, you, what would you say are some of the challenges that? these Asian American churches and ministries are facing. For example, I've had conversations where I've been told that one of the challenges is the 1.5 generation. So with first generation immigrants, there are language issues and their connections to their country of origin. With subsequent generations, many times they lose a lot of that heritage, including the language. But the 1.5, those whose parents were immigrants, um, but they were born in Canada or the United States. And that's just one example. What are some of the other challenges as well? Well, in terms of demographically, I think well, the last demographic I read, still around 70% of Asian Americans are overseas born. Now, overseas born, when you say 1.5, 1.5 actually means that they were, they were you know, born overseas, but they, they were raised here. They, they might have come like, you know, when they were like five or six or seven or around that age, right? So they came during uh, elementary years and they were they were raised here. So they, in a sense, are kind of bicultural. So there's still many people like that that kind of make up the Asian American demographic. Um, some of the challenges I see, um, it's really, like I said, Asian Americans are, are hybridic. 
they have a hybridic identity, right? So they have, they're influenced by American culture and that's, you know, really authentically part of who they are. So they have this Asian heritage. They don't really have a lot of resources for. So I think there's a tendency, I think, for a lot of Asian Americans, especially Asian American Christians, to think that these are kind of pagan, you know, heritages. I want to get rid of them. But getting rid of parts of yourself doesn't really work, and it's not really what God intends. I think the question is, how do you bring all this into God's presence and let that be transformed? And there aren't a lot of resources for that, right? So, because, you know, if it's lingering aspects of Taoism, I mean, it's not even Taoism, it's lingering aspects of it. How do you, what do you do with that? Or, you know, sometimes, uh, like, people talk about the family dynamic and the hierarchy and, and that it's within families. Such lingering aspects of confusion that's there. I mean, even back in Asia, it's still lingering, right? People don't, people might not identify that as confusionism, but that's what it is. How do you have, how do you have resources for something like that, where it's, it's really a diffused, uh, implicit, um, cultural influence? Uh, it's hard to allow that to, uh, be, have an encounter with the gospel when you, you don't even know how to name it. So uh, one of the things that we talk about in our program is that, you know, we, we're in this water, but we don't even know what's in the water. You know, what's so, unless you can identify what's in the water, we can't really allow God to transform these things. So a good chunk of what, good the important task for a lot of Asian Americans is to be able to articulate what their experience is, and then they can allow those things to be changed by the gospel. And that goes, cause that goes along with all the racial experience as well. A lot of Asian American Christians can't really articulate their racialized experience and the, and the racism they experience because a lot of times how we talk about racism is kind of a black and white binary. So if we, if we face racism, we might not say, well, that's not really racism because that's not how racism is defined, even though that's what it is. So that's another challenge as well. But this, in dealing with um, our embodied selves, we have such a culture of disembodied spirituality with an evangelicalism that when when Asian American Christians, which I mean many of them are evangelical, when they uh, want to take their faith seriously, they feel like they have to uh, kind of become disembodied. They don't. They can say, "Well, who I am and, and what my history and what my body looks like, you know, feels like, doesn't really matter," which doesn't help their discipleship. So I think those are challenges that that we face. Yeah, and those are challenges, not just for Asian Americans. Those are challenges for non-Asian Americans to understand uh, Asian American brothers and sisters and, and neighbors. Right, and right. That, it seems to me that that's going to be a, a growing concern. Some research that, that I did recently, actually, it, it surprised me that the growing number of uh, Asian immigration to the United States, that since 2010, there have been more Asian immigrants to the United States than Latin American immigrants to the United States, and an amazing prediction that by mid-century that the largest non-white minority in the United States will be uh, Asian Americans, not Hispanic Americans or African Americans, and, and and that's a kind of a stunning change. So, oh, so many questions I want to ask you. So, how does that relate to Asian American Christians? Or, and are they coming to the United States as Christians, or do they become believers after they immigrate? Uh, I'll just let you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there was, uh, just because of the immigration policies, we, uh, the U.S. was kind of uh, 
you know, um, taking the cream of the crop, you know, er, in, in the earlier decades, we would take people from the urban centers, we would take people who are educated. That's one of the reasons why the, the myth of modern minority kind of comes around as well, that a lot of people who are coming to the U.S. Were, were educated, they were actually valuing education, so when they came over, it continued on that way, even though they were immigrants. Um, so it wasn't just kind of culture values that Asian Americans had. Um, in terms of immigration, uh, immigrant pattern, immigration patterns are changing. Uh, immigration patterns are changing. So, um, you know, like for example, uh, Korean immigration, I mean, that's, that's really slowing down, but Chinese immigration is actually, uh, I think, continuing on. There is Japanese immigration, there isn't much happening over there. Um, uh, there isn't much happening, I think, in Southeast Asian immigration as well, but Chinese immigration, especially, especially like in, in the areas that I'm living, like in SoCal, uh, the kind of immigrants that, that, are ha- that are coming over are very, very different. The more recent immigrants, they think about Asia very differently. They think about America very differently. I think previous years, people came seeking the American dream. They were kind of like, well, Asia is terrible. I'm going to come to the U.S. But if you see recent immigrants, they come with, with uh, a particular pride in their Asian heritage. So how they think about their identity is very different. Some of them might come with a lot more money than people, you know. So you see kind of this transnationalism where people come and they, they can kind of go back and forth because they just have a lot of money. And that's not the, that's not, that wasn't the case in terms of previous generations of uh, Asian Americans. Uh, one of the issues that we find is that, um, and this is the case even for uh, post-1965 immigrants, Asian Americans that came post-1965 immigration, especially around the 80s and 90s, they didn't understand Asian American history, what happened in the 150 years of Asian American history. So that's very important for Asian Americans to connect with, uh, to understand how Asian Americans navigated, uh, how Asian Americans navigated being American. Um, That's continuing an issue, and I think a lot of the young, your um, immigrants, they're not connecting with that either. And that's continued a problem because we forget uh, the injustices that Asian Americans face, like the you know, incarceration of Japanese Americans during World War II, Chinese Exclusion Act, I mean, where, where uh, you know, specifically Chinese people were, were excluded from immigrating over. You know, that's some of the racist policies of, of the U.S. And, we can't really forget that history because we realize that's kind of formed how America has perceived uh, Asian Americans, and that that still impacts us today in terms of uh, American kind of stereotypes and and uh, and uh, media portrayals and everything else. So I think that those are the important challenges I think as within the Asian American community. How do we understand our history? How do we understand ourselves as part of this broader? 150 years of Asian American community. And that's certainly a part of what you're doing with the Asian American Center. You're training Asian Americans for ministry, but also training non-Asian Americans to minister effectively to Asian Americans. So talk about that. And also, what about Asian Americans in terms of missions? Certainly, from Korea and other Asian countries, there have been a lot of missionaries that have been highly effective. Is that brought over with Asian Americans in this country a concern for missions? Yes, I mean, I think that uh, the commitment to missions, you see it in a lot of Asian American churches too. I think, you know, I've mentioned before, 
this kind of a hybridic, or people might say bicultural, but it's kind of having this multiple aspects of who you are, this identity, uh, you know, like in some sense how, you know, Paul and other people within the Bible have this uh, um, bicultural or hybrid identities. Um, it kind of helps Asian Americans be, uh, uh, have particular skills to be good missionaries, I think in a sense, or it can actually be advantageous. Um, I mean, for a while, having uh, the Asian American, uh, the, the American passport, but not be white, because being white in some countries had so much baggage. But so some some Asian Americans had the privilege of having the U.S. passport, but didn't have as much of a baggage of looking like a typical white American. So in that sense, it actually opened doors and it helped help them to kind of uh, be able to navigate uh, different challenges around the world. So in that sense, yeah, it's definitely, I think, uh, in the commitment to our missions, um, whether it be Asian Americans going back to Asia, uh, as you know, some parts of Asia are, are really not reached. So you see like Japanese Americans, you know, looking to Japan as missions or some Southeast Asians. I have a Cambodian American friend who's thinking about, you know, who's looking to go back to Cambodia as missions. I know a lot of Southeast Asians thinking about that way as well. So I think those kind of dynamics that we see, um, you know, you see those that missionary impulse within the Asian American church. And like, for example, you know, when you, when you go to Urbana, uh, I mentioned the university before, uh, it's become like 40% Asian American, you know, so it just shows the, the amount of uh, commitment and passion that Asian Americans have for missionary work. Part of that is Asian Americans who are uh, serving as leaders in non-Asian majority contexts, and university is, is one of those examples. Um, so what, what are the challenges there? Because we have still a white majority in the United States, and yet an emerging uh, cadre of Asian American Christian leaders. How does that work? Well, you know, I uh, this is one of, the, one of the things that we've spent a lot of time on in the Asian American Center because we see, I think, previous Asian American programs in the past have said, well, why don't we train Asian American leaders for these immigrant churches? But that's like 20, 30 years ago. We don't think that anymore. We think about how do we train Asian American leaders for all different contexts. And I, I have, I've seen a lot of Asian American leaders serving in predominantly white contexts. And this is a challenge. They, they have learned how to navigate that world well, a white world. And a lot of times they'll be affirmed and they'll have these positions because they know how to navigate white world well. So now the white church, predominantly white church or organization might be like, oh, this is great. We have somebody who's a minority as, as one of our leaders. And the problem is some of them, they're not equipped for that. They, they didn't learn how to, what it means to be Asian American. They learned how to navigate white world well, but they didn't really think about what it means to be Asian American. Uh, a friend of mine told me that, you know, she goes to a, a, a big mega church over here and they have some Asian American pastors and, and she commented that these Asian American pastors do really well. They, they preach really well and everything. But when they get up there, they'll, they'll start by making fun of themselves to break the ice. And she's like, I just cringe whenever that happens. And she's Asian American. Because what's happening is they're not really helping the congregation understand Asian Americans better. They're kind of perpetuating stereotypes. 
they're kind of making things easier for for, for this predominantly white congregation. Uh, a lot of Asian Americans don't understand um, the racial dynamics of what it really happens because that's not something that we're, a lot of us are, are trained in. So I think uh, we, uh, as we have more and more Asian Americans serving in different places, uh, I think Asian Americans are quickly learning that they need to learn more about uh, the broader Asian American racial identity, which is actually very different than just the ethnic identity. Like I might say, I have, I grew up in a, as a Korean American, but that doesn't necessarily mean I understand the broader racial Asian American identity. That I have to learn. I have to, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to educate myself for that. And that's part of the challenge that, uh, that we're seeing for a lot of Asian Americans. Um, and I think when you, when you look at Asian American leaders who are, who are able to contribute, I mean, they've done their homework and, and you can't assume that everybody has, um, but the ones that have, uh, they can really make a contribution to help, to help the organization, um, have more cultural proficiency to be able to communicate and to really minister to a broader, broader, uh, uh, demographic. So I think that's some of the things I see. So what what does the white church in America, which is, as I mentioned before, still the majority, um, not for much longer, it's going to be a nation of minorities, but what, what what can the white church learn from the Asian American church? And specifically, what contribution can Asian American leaders have to the broader church in the U.S.? Well, I think the first part, um, as Asian Americans are trying to understand um, what waters they swim in. You know, one of the things that I see, we talk about diversity a lot, but how to, how to solve the issues of diversity or even racism or anything else really comes down to can, can white evangelicals understand their own context and identity? Can they, can they, because if they do, that'll really help so much in terms of everybody else, right? It's not like you can actually have other people you know, talk about their perspectives only. What you really need white Americans to say, this is what it means to be white. This is basically what it, what my context looks like. This is how my context has, has uh, informed my faith and in, in, in different ways hijacked or even co-opted my faith. If that happens, which is actually something that Asian Americans are doing ourselves, right? Because we realize, oh, there are things that, you know, is what, what I'm doing more Buddhist than Christian because this is just the water that I, I grew up in or is it more Confucian than, than Christian? Uh, those things are, are, are the kind of challenges that Asian Americans have. So navigating that um, is, is something that I think white Christians uh, need to do uh, and that really helped at the church overall. Um, in terms of what Asian Americans um, really bring and that can really teach the teach the uh, church across I guess just you know uh, across the board um, if you can understand Asian American diversity Asian American identity Asian Americans kind of become a litmus test to understand diversity human diversity in a sense because Asian American category we don't there's no there's no one thing that brings us together it's not language it's not culture it's not race because you'll find people who are, you know, pretty much brown, right, and in, in Indian Americans, and you'll find people who who look uh, who are very dark brown. I mean, you you'll find people who are who are lighter in, in, in tone. Uh, how does this thing come together? And you realize, oh, there's actually ways of kind of understanding people 
and being attentive to people's stories uh, that that gives you that give, that give us more aptitude to be able to respect and see the particulars of people for us to be able to love them and to be able to minister to them. So that's one of the things that I see. I see in terms of kind of contributing to the uh, to the um, the church um, as a whole. Um, the ways in which we can kind of think about how the dynamics of race and culture, uh, the same tools that Asian Americans need to understand themselves is the same tools that everybody else needs in America, like whether it be understanding migration, understanding how histories of colonization or, or missionary experience or even Western heritage impacts our faith, how racialization impacts it. I mean, these things are things that I think all of us can kind of uh, uh, all of us can kind of benefit from. So uh, if Asian Americans really took this on and didn't ignore it, um, because there's great pressure for Asian Americans to kind of blend in, to be honorary white is, is a technical term. If you can pass for honorary white, a lot of Asian Americans will try to do that because it's painful to actually face a lot of, uh, oh, you know, what's called microaggressions where we are seen as a perpetual foreigner or where we are seen as, kind of some stereotypical, you know, outsider. And because of the forces, a lot of Asian Americans would try to blend in. But that's not really beneficial to them or I guess to anybody else because they're not, they're not really teaching or connecting the gospel to who they are. But once again, there's great, great pressure to do that because it is painful when you actually experience racism on a regular basis. You are wonderfully thoughtful and articulate in stretching me and us um, on all of this. This is just great. Let me ask you just one last question. That is, um, what, what excites you? What, what brings you hope when you think about and talk about Asian American Christians in the United States and the Asian American community? What excites me? Um, you know, what the fact that Asian Americans are in different places of leadership around, that in itself doesn't excite me. What excites me is the fact that we have thoughtful Asian American Christians who actually have taken uh, um, an assessment of who they are and allowing the gospel to take up all of who they are and letting all of who they are to be used for God's kingdom. You know, there's, uh, like we talked about at the Reformed Church, I mean, you know, PCA moderator, Alex June, um, who's Korean American, he's somebody who's actually, who, who teaches about race dynamics, who teaches about all this, uh, critical race theory and everything else, but who's, who's, uh, a committed Christian. Uh, somebody like him, who's, who's aware of these things, like Sung Chun Ra, who's over at North Park Seminary, in Theological Seminary, who teaches about, uh, race dynamics and who teaches about the cultural aspects of it. There's so many people like that. Amos Young, who's a colleague of mine over here. There's a, there's a book by uh, Sarah Shen uh, called Beyond Colorblind. Uh, you know, there's so many young people like her and other people that are coming up uh, that really are leaders, but they're really thoughtful and, and, and they've taken a, an assessment of who they are and their heritage. That's really what excites me, the fact that we can contribute um, because they've, they've really looked into their context, understanding who they are, who they're not, uh, what challenges they have. Uh, that's part of leadership, right? Knowing yourself, and that's a that's a great difficulty, I think, for all of us. But when you see people who've done that, who've struggled with with parts of who they are, integrating and bring God's shalom to all of all of who they are, I think uh, 
we're able to offer something unique that, that the church needs. And, and that, the prospects of that, that's, that's exciting. Our guest on today's conversation has been Daniel Lee, director of the Asian American Center at Fuller Theological Seminary. I'm Leith Anderson, and on behalf of us all, very special thanks to Daniel. The National Association of Evangelicals is where we use influence for good. Today's conversation is one of many ways we connect and represent evangelical Christians in the United States. To discover more NAE topics and resources for you and your church, please follow along on Twitter at NAEvangelicals or on our Facebook page for the National Association of Evangelicals. And sign up for our email list when you visit our website at nae.net.